0: Welcome everybody to Becoming a Critical Health Thinker. You're listening to Episode 13, An Introduction to Simple Health. I'm making my way through the three concepts that assisted me in reclaiming my health from two grim diagnoses one of which was breast cancer stage two with a rapid dividing cell. And the philosophy of health, the attitude of health, and the strategy of health saved my life. Hi, I'm Becky Campos, and I've already introduced the first concept, the philosophy of health, in previous episodes. And I'm continuing to introduce the second concept that assisted me in getting well, the attitude of health. The attitude of health encompasses many subjects that affect our journey to reclaiming our health and the work of prevention in one way or another. In my journey to reclaiming my health, I was looking for answers to some of my most basic questions about my health, or in my case, my lack of health. The question on my mind most often was, what is health? I was desperate for a sound health definition and was anxious to get this question settled since it seemed to me that if we could know what health is, then we could accomplish it more consistently. And it seems that if we can also define what health is not, then most likely we can avoid the futility of ineffective approaches that tend to be confused with true health. It had been three years since I had reclaimed my health and I had looked far and wide for a sound and memorable definition I could pass on to others, but hadn't found one to my satisfaction in any of the resources I was studying. I finally turned to an old Webster's dictionary sitting on my desk, and there I found a perfect, clear, concise, and accurate description of health clear distinctions between what health is and what health is not, safeguard your attitude of health from the frustration of not knowing whether you are on the right path or not. But no worries, in this podcast, I want to introduce you to Webster's definition of health, and I believe it will make all the difference in the world in your journey to becoming a critical health thinker. In my journey to reclaiming my health, I also discovered that health is simple. And it is sickness and disease that is complicated. I experienced so much suffering before I came to this simple truth while 18 years ago i was in the worst shape of my life and everything that could be wrong with me was wrong with me my health crisis really began in july of 1989 when i was exposed to a foodborne illness while traveling through europe diagnosing foodborne viruses and illnesses 31 years ago was rare and difficult for the medical community to detect primary test returned negative for any concern. My health crisis was complicated since my husband John was serving in the United States Air Force at the time and we were stationed in the United Kingdom, England, and could not return stateside in pursuit of a diagnosis. Medical testing continued to return negative for any real concern in spite of the compounding symptoms I was experiencing daily. Severe headaches, joint pain, muscle pain, blurred vision, electrical-like sensations, flu symptoms, facial pain, depression, and fatigue assaulted me daily. It took 16 months before I was given a consult to an internal medicine doctor who made the connection between my travels and my symptoms. He couldn't diagnose me with a 100% surety, but recommended he name my condition chronic fatigue syndrome. He told me that I had gone through the worst part of it, and now he wanted to help me maneuver through the system. Chronic fatigue syndrome was a new syndrome never been seen before and was just being studied. He thought I would receive serious medical attention when we returned stateside if he diagnosed me with CFS. CFS is a condition that ultimately is distinguished by systemic fatigue, along with numerous intermittent symptoms that makes diagnosing difficult. It took me about five years, and many doctors and specialists to understand um, what had happened to me. The virus had triggered an autoimmune disorder, but I truly wouldn't understand it, and understand my condition until really 12 years later. In the course of 12 long suffering years, I accumulated numerous random symptoms mimicking a variety of autoimmune disorders such as lupus, multiple sclerosis, and fibromyalgia. Ultimately, after the first five years, really, I gave up all hope of ever reclaiming my health. And year after year, I decided to use my energies Uh, to learn new ways of coping and managing my life around my symptoms. Finally, it all culminated with breast cancer. At first, I thought that the breast cancer diagnosis I had received in 2001 was separate and apart from the 12 years of chronic debilitating illness I had been living with, until I began to make the connection myself between disease initiation and progression, concluding that disease of any sort is not neutral. Once disease initiation has manifested, progression is inevitable, unless there is intentional work to interrupt and reverse its progression. Thankfully, by the grace of God, I was introduced to lifestyle medicine and was able to reverse the unhealthy internal condition I had been living with for 12 years and the breast cancer diagnosis. Once disease initiation and progression is manifested, life becomes complicated, my friend. Cancer, heart disease, diabetes, syndromes such as CFS, fibromyalgia, immune disorders such as multiple sclerosis and lupus turn your entire life upside down. Life becomes about symptoms, tests, waiting, more medical tests, more waiting, drug therapy, surgeries, and doctor's appointments. Life becomes about feeling well or not feeling well. Your daily tasks, relationships, and goals are interrupted and all of your life is affected one way or another. Now that, my friend, is complicated. Millions of Americans do life with chronic illness, and no matter how well they do it, and I really tried to do it well all those years, sickness and disease is complicated. Thankfully, by the grace of God, I set my mind, soul, and strength to master lifestyle medicine. And in due time, I not only reclaimed my health, But by the grace of God, I reclaimed my life. And guess what happened next? My life became simple again. For the last 18 years, I have been waking up at 4.45 a.m., walking an hour a day, nourishing my body with nutrition and living in accordance with the 12 laws of simple health and have all the strength and fortitude for my work and daily obligations I need. The one thing I would like to emphasize about my story is that disease is not neutral. Ill conditions, my friend, must be interrupted or disease progression is inevitable. While reclaiming your health and the prevention of disease requires we interrupt the disease process, and we want to do this by first making a clear distinction between what health is and what health is not. And there's no better place to start in making this distinction than to start with Webster's definition of health. So let's take an up close and personal look at this definition. I love Webster's definition. I count on uh, Webster's definitions on so many levels uh, of health and it is my hope that you will fall in love with it too. While here Webster captures the essence of health in 19 sweet words. Quote, "Health is freedom freedom from disease, good condition, normal and efficient functioning, soundness of body and mind, freedom from disease and ailment." Unquote. There are 5 parts to this definition that I'd like to comment on. First, freedom from disease. Second, good condition. Third, normal. Fourth, efficient and functioning. And fifth, soundness of body and mind. First, notice that Webster sets the goal of health immediately in the first three words, freedom from disease. Now, according to Webster's dictionary, disease is defined as the following. Quote, and I'd like to keep this in mind a disordered or incorrectly functioning organ, part, structure, or system of the body resulting from the effect of genetics or developmental errors, infection, poisons, nutritional deficiencies, or imbalance, toxicity, or unfavorable environmental factors, illness, sickness, and ailment. Why I like to say that freedom from disease is ultimately the same as the work of prevention. The work of prevention is to prevent disorder, incorrectly functioning organs, parts, structure or system of the body, infection, poisons, nutritional deficiency or imbalances, toxicity or unfavorable environmental factors, illness and sickness. That, my friend, is a good thing. Well, another good thing to take note of here is that freedom from disease does not mean you will never experience a breach of health. However, what it does mean is that you have the means of prevention available to you. And if you should experience a breach of health of some kind, You will be in a position of strength, my friend, rather than in a position of weakness. And you will be well fortified and able to reclaim your health and interrupt disease progression. One of the most natural examples of prevention and freedom from disease that I like to cite here are the studies done on basic dental hygiene and prevention of periodontal disease, which are any various mixed bacterial infections that affect the soft tissues and bones supporting the teeth. Well, I like to cite, according to the American Dental Hygienists Association, the following, quote, It's really good and I like it. Research has identified periodontal or gum disease as a risk factor for heart and lung disease, diabetes, premature, low birth weight babies, and uh, low birth weight babies, and a number of other conditions. The 2000 Surgeon General's report, Oral Health in America has called attention to this connection and states that if left untreated, poor oral health, is a silent X factor promoting the onset of life-threatening diseases which are responsible for the deaths of millions of Americans each year." Unquote. Oh, wow, right? That is an amazing uh, quote from the American Dental Hygienist Association. When a person adheres to a basic dental hygiene protocol that includes brushing your teeth, preferably three times a day, flossing at the end of the day, consuming a healthy diet, decreasing processed sugars, and scheduling dental and hygiene appointments every six months, freedom from tooth decay, gum inflammation, irritation, pain, periodontal disease, which are any various mixed bacterial infections that can affect the soft tissue and bone supporting the teeth, guess what, can be avoided. The more consistent dental care is accomplished, the more consistent dental health is achieved. Imagine now, arriving at your dental appointment knowing you really hadn't been consistently applying any of the most basic dental hygiene protocol, and now you're about to have your first dental appointment in several years. Yikes, we've all been there, right? Most likely, expecting freedom from tooth decay or any other dental disease initiation will be undeserved. But. Consistently living in accordance with the basics of dental care will reward us with a state of prevention and strength. To the extent that we master our dental protocol is the extent we will experience the benefits of freedom from tooth decay and periodontal disease. Of course, disease may occur even when we practice diligence, but truly the more attention you pay to your dental care, the more likely you will avoid great complications of this kind and especially in your elder years. In addition, good dental and oral care is critical in the prevention of major diseases as I just quoted. While well, good dental care and hygiene is one of the clearest ways to demonstrate the cause and effect of lifestyle medicine and its benefits. Just as we can apply good dental health protocols for the prevention of dental diseases, guess what? So the rest of our human design uh, requires this same kind of attention for the prevention and freedom of disease. Prevention of disease initiation and progression is achievable lifestyle medicine and the 12 laws of simple health promise to assist us in the work of achieving freedom from disease and prevention next webster describes what freedom from disease looks like to be free from disease is to be first in good condition according to the definition We want to think of being in good condition in relation to whether you are able to fulfill your daily obligations, responsibilities, and relationships without interruption to the best of your ability. To be in good condition means maneuvering through our days, weeks, months, and years, aging properly and not aging out of life early due to a lack of health being in a state of good condition is not about athleticism, although having a fit body is a good thing. However, it is about more about living independently, moving, doing, coming, going, caring, serving and fulfilling your purpose in this life. Freedom from disease and a good condition are inseparable. Next, Webster describes freedom from disease as normal and efficient function. Normalcy is ultimately the gauge we use to measure our health. Digestion, absorption, and elimination in a timely manner is just one of many functions of our human design in which we must experience normalcy. Any chronic abnormalities are warning signs that need to be paid attention to. Normal blood pressure, blood sugars, liver enzymes, and vital signs are good measures of how your internal systems are functioning. Normalcy is a good thing. Here, Webster applies normalcy to soundness of body and mind. We are a body-soul unity, and health encompasses both the body and the mind. It is easy to take normalcy for granted until something goes wrong with your body or mental health. Normalcy also is according to age. What may be a normal, efficient function for a 20-year-old, may not be normal for a 40-year-old, and what is normal, efficient function for a 40-year-old may not be normal for a 70-year-old. In our younger years, we are more active, but as we age, we have to become wiser on what we will spend our action on. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. I know of 60 and 70-year-olds, they can run circles around 20, 30, and 40-year-olds. Our work is not to interrupt our body's self-healing, self-cleansing, and self-rejuvenating capabilities, whatever our age may be. Good nutrition, hydration, exercise, sleep, rest, fasting, cleansing, reducing stress, fresh air, sunlight, and emotional and spiritual fortitude are critical in the work of achieving normalcy. Providing our human design consistent care produces normalcy. Finally, Webster concludes that a good condition, normal, efficient function is consistent with soundness of body and mind every part efficiently functioning the way it was created to function, the liver breaking down chemicals and storing nutrients, the pancreas providing digestive enzymes and juices, releasing insulin to escort glucose into cells, the lymph system providing T cells and killer cells in defense of infection and pathogens, the gallbladder secreting bile for the breaking down of fats, and on and on. Normalcy and soundness refers to a state of wholeness, the body-soul unity, the mind and soul working in unison. It's a state we take for granted when they are both in sync. It's quite fascinating how we don't even seem to notice this unity. It is majestic. Now, you can imagine, I had longed to be in good condition to feel normal and to function and sound as a body and mind again, wishing and a hoping and a praying. It had been over 12 years since I had felt normal and the culmination with breast cancer had pressed me to seek answers I would have never sought. I was in a state of giving up all hope of ever reclaiming my health. Becoming a critical health thinker set me on a path to reversing the bad condition, abnormal, inefficient function I was in. And guess what happened next? I discovered that health is simple, and it is sickness and disease that is complicated. Webster's definition of health is most definitely worthy of keeping close to you on your journey to reclaiming your health and for the prevention of disease and as a critical health thinker. Webster's definition, quote, freedom from disease, good condition, normal, efficient functioning, soundness of body and mind, together with the simple health philosophy definition of health I introduced in episode 5.2 that health is the process by which we care for our human design. Both of these together are a strong, rich, and memorable definition of health you can hold on to. Please join me for Episode 14, An Introduction to Simple Health, Part 2, and it is my hope that after all your listening, you will experience how simple health really is.